Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, pack your playlists, start your sleep timers. The tea is steeping, and the words are barely creeping out of my mouth because it's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. And we have, I don't think it's a teletype, but we have a message coming in from the, uh, the, the, so I'm trying to interpret it. I don't know how a teletype even works. I don't know why I bought it. It was from the same person I bought the Magic Beans, but Beans from, but it's coming in. It's uh, from the Mystery Bard. Maybe it'll be in song form. Mystery Bard. The pieces of the chess set have all been knocked around. The players sit there staring. They forgot what they were thinking about. The table's made of metal, and the floor is made of wood. The ground is made of you and me. It's where our ancestors stood. You got what I got. I got what you got. You know what I know. I know what you know. Ah, uh, well, holy moly. That is, uh, uh, that's breaking news, folks. You heard it here first on the teletype. I, I, I need someone to interpret the teletype, it, like to process it to song. So actually I'm recording this before I figure out, because I think the Mystery Bard sent it code. So you've heard the code. Then I'm going to decode through the teletype. That's a mirror, but it's breaking. <laughs> wow. I could see a couple. Of, so thank you, Mystery Bard. And if any, if you want to help out the show, you know, we're trying to get patrons at sleepwithmepodcast.com patrons. That's one way. Sponsor show at a dollar a month. Or you could use our Amazon link if you shop on Amazon, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Amazon. It's the same Amazon you always use, the same website, same prices. We just get a percentage of the sales. And that has been a huge way uh, for me to pay the monthly bills with the hosting on the podcast. So if you could use that, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Amazon. Thank you so much. Thanks to all the patron and PayPal donators. And let's get on to the show. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been running through your brain, whatever's been keeping you up at night, tossing and turning. Whether it's your body or your mind or your feelings, I'm going to try to distract you from whatever it is. It could be, you know, outside noises, it could, whatever it is, I'm going to try to take your mind off. The way I'm going to do it is... That's the safe place, a little safe place of distraction where I just sit here. I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to try to use lulling, soothing tones, even as balanced as it can be, just to try to sit here and tell you a bedtime story. And I know it can't really be there. Uh, so that's why I also say I send my intention across the deep, dark night. I guess my intention... To just, to, to just give you a little silly, a little distraction. The theory behind the podcast is that you can't, it's, it's hard to think about two things at once. It's probably even harder to think about four or five things at once. And in my experience, it, it, it just works a little bit better to have some, some distraction outside of yourself. 
so so that you're not thinking about you know all the rigmarole around getting getting to sleep. So I'm gonna you know talk here. I'm gonna you know use roundabout metaphors and it, I guess you, I don't think they're actually delaying tactics. But in a normal situation, you say, "Is this person delaying? Is this a delaying tactic? Like they're waiting for the actual other person? Like they're waiting for the speaker to arrive?" Uh, but they're, you know, they're not a perfect, like a lot of times, you know, they'll, they'll have a comedian warm up a crowd because they're comfortable that they, they can fill time. But every, every once in a while, you'll be at some sort of seminar presentation and that poor person, it, it'll be like, well, this is the head of the arts department and he's going to introduce our speaker, uh, Brett, come on out. And then Brett, you know, Brett will get to the podium in the middle of the stage, you know, like a sea of of nothingness around him, looking at the crowd. And you could tell he's a little bit nervous, but Brett's excited about the author that's there to speak to the the university or, you know, the, whatever, insert, you know, adjective or adverb or whatever, noun. And we've all seen this happen. And then Brett says, oh, you know, I'm so excited here this is, uh, to, to, to get this wonderful author. She's on a book tour, and most of her stops have been much bigger than this one, so we're so honored to have her here. And, you know, I, I read this, I've read this book 17 times, and, and each time has been a deeper delight for me. I've discovered new things and and then Brett's a little decent one. He's looking off stage. And then he goes back to his notes. And we're just so full of honor. Uh, and there's so much to learn, not from not just from this novel, but from the stories she, she, she's able to share from her personal journey. Okay, what? I'm sorry. They closed down Route 12. Oh, boy. So she, she's not here yet. Okay, on the, they're on their way. So they're on, the, and then Brett usually will turn back. So they're on, you know, awkward laugh. So they're on their way here. She she's not here. Uh, so uh, so 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 uh, so I guess I should, so the, I got the uh, student newspaper here. It looks like our art calendar. You know, how about those art? How about that art calendar? Uh. Tiffany M. does the art calendar. Great job. Tif Tiffany, are you with? No. Okay, well, looks like we have uh, chamber music. Wow, well, today at 2 p.m., uh, chamber music in the staff. Oh, that's in the staff. That's for staff only at the uh, catered staff lunches. Whoops. How's that, why, how'd that make it into the, oh, protest over the chamber? Okay, what else do we have coming up? Comedy. In the uh, in the comedy basement tonight, and it looks pretty good. Those are some good comedians there. That's great. You know, students laugh, laugh, in all the worlds of stage. They say. So those are some. What else do we have here? Open mic night Wednesday. Anybody gonna do an open mic night? You know, I've always wanted to do. And then all of a sudden, break gets comfortable. Uh, and he goes from being nervous. I don't know. I didn't do a really good nervous spread, but he's still still filling time. That's one of my big regrets in my student days, and then the students sigh, uh, that I never took up uh, his, uh, oh, his opportunities like that. And I, I, never, I never forgave myself also for not completing my novel 
and then Brett realizes he's crossed over some strange line of revelation. But then Brett's he, another part of Brett, because Brett's high intelligence realizes no one's even paying attention. And he doesn't, for a split second, he doesn't know what hurts more. And then he realizes three levels of hurt, the uh, revelation and embarrassment he may feel, the fact that most people are looking at their phones or their nails, or his unrequited dream. And it just as that thought crosses his brain, someone yells out, the staff is welcome, it's open, Mike Knight. And for then, everything from that point on, everything changed for Brett. He became a troubadour, a penniless troubadour. You know, it was a much shortened lifespan, but we won't get his. Anyway, that's a delaying tactic. That was like a little bit of a delaying tactic about delaying tactics within a delaying tactic. But for me, it wasn't really delaying. It was distracting. That's a little microcosmic part of the podcast there. I said, geez, did that take your mind off of the other stuff? That's that's kind of how this podcast works. I'll just take a take, turn down old open mic Brett Road. Uh, and, you know, I don't know. I guess I got maybe, and and then it kind of won't, you'll say, well, Jesus, it's, it's not exactly riveting. I was hoping, you know, he would make some, because, you know, another story. But this is the middle of an intro anyway, so that even, and then that kind of just dissipated me explaining. I said, well, okay. So that's kind of how the podcast works. I try to take your mind off of stuff, you know, with, with a slow misdirection into things like, uh, you see, well, geez, I thought delaying tactics were boring. And uncomfortable. And I say, well, yeah, I just take the uncomfortableness out of it because it's imaginary. And it's, it's, just, it's, it's like, man, she's that kid picture Brett up there on the empty stage. And, I, you know, I've been in that situation before where the person has to look and then their hand, you know, their mouth's going towards it. Wait, okay, what? What did happen? And, and then you might be asking yourself what, uh, uh, what happened on Route 13 or whatever. Uh, and it, it was a it was an impromptu the flat tire with the cha- that chamber music that they were trucking in for the staff lounge. They got a flat tire and they had an impromptu concert. And the students came, and they relocated the protest. And actually, then the caterers for the staff lounge were blocked by the protest. So they said, "Hey, let's just have a party here." And then it turns out the author of the book. Uh, she's also a wonderful cha- I don't know if you can sing to chamber music, but she has found a way. And I, I mean, for a lot of these children, their lives will be forever changed because it was like this uh, rare winter break in the weather. And this just, and everyone on Route 13, except for the one grouchy guy, like just stopped and, and partook in this. Uh, impromptu two or three and the, and the author never made it and then i guess to take any more emotion out of it oh i guess we did say brett did go to the open night mic night so that's the podcast no cliffhangers not guaranteed no guarantees either because uh you know i don't want you feeling pressure this podcast is just to take your mind off stuff you could fall asleep to it you don't you don't need to listen to me but you can. Let me distract you a little bit, but you don't have to hold on to what I'm saying. You don't have to focus on it. It's not going to bother me one bit. As a matter of fact, it brings me joy to know you'll slip away in mid-sentence. And the next day, if you listen with a, a partner or a friend, you'll say, what was it? 
I, I had this dream about this wonderful... I think I'm going to write cha start writing chamber music, sweetie. Okay, dear. Are you sure that wasn't some strange thing Scooter mentioned? I don't know, but let's just take a walk in, with the dog and enjoy the uh, this l late winter sun. Okay, we're so rested that it, w w w what suddenly walking, we don't approach walking with the dread of the tired. So I don't know, that that's kind of the goal of the podcast in a, in a fantasy way. It's for, for me to put in the work, you to fall asleep, and then we all benefit. That's it. Uh, podcast a little bit different, a little bit strange. Uh, so if you're new here, give it a few tries. It doesn't work for everybody. It doesn't even have to work for you. Just listen and, and see how it goes. That's all I ask. I hope it works. Uh, I hope I can help you fall asleep. Uh, but that's what I do. I just try to take your mind off stuff, lulling, soothing tones. I take my time getting there. And that's it. I'm glad you're here. And I really hope, I really yearn and, and I strive to do my best to help you fall asleep. So thanks for stopping by. All right, housekeeping. We're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Older episodes are on the website. You can comment on the website. You can email me, dear scooter at sleepwithmepodcast. Oh, no, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can give me a Twitter at dearest scooter or on Facebook. Uh, those are all great ways to check in and chat. Uh, I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson that edits the shows and does some of our music. He's got a podcast. Make sure to check out his podcast. Uh, sounds like an earful. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer on our artwork, on our honor. Uh, Scotty's been doing a little extra help for me, so thank you so much. Uh, we've got a Facebook group over at sleepandbepodcast.com slash nods, N-O-D-S. That's kind of like an unofficial place. Uh, for listeners to check in with each other and talk about sleep stuff and, and friendship stuff and all that stuff. And you just go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nice. I want to thank our moderators, Alexandra, Laura, Lie to Lie, Rachel L to the G, Jennifer B, and Julie C. Uh, we've got a subreddit over at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash reddit. I want to thank uh, everyone that participates over there. And I want to thank Latitude, who's moderating uh, over there. I th in latitude, if you need any ba backup, let me know, and then I can put out a call. I want to thank all our patrons at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash patron. And I just want to thank Malia real quick for the wonderful, uh, I don't even know what to say about the thing in the New York Times Magazine. It was just spectacular honor. And I haven't always get interviewed by the best writers, so it's just like, geez, every time I do an interview... Uh, I, I, I get I get placed in good hands. So this once again, uh, thank you so much. And it really it, I can't, I, I said this is sharing it on social media. Uh, but I can't tell you how much it means to me because my grandmother, Mary, my mom's mom, who hasn't been with us in a long time, but uh, who's been out on the transverse plane for a while now. Uh, how much it means to me just thinking about her. Because she, she she was a big reader of news. She she's just a, one of those bright bright intellectual minds. My grandmother, and she would read the New York Times and the New Yorker cover to cover, and you know doing the cross while doing the crossword and edit you know re-editing the magazine and pay you know just doing those like a third edit, just in case the editors missed anything. 
which I think they normally did. And then she would, you know, then they would sit out, her and my grandfather. And and they also had 12 or 13 kids. I can't even, in my mind starts to dysfunction, but... And she would, you know, they they would discuss the new, so so bright, bright, bright minds. Uh, so just having that connection, I, I don't know, it really is something so special to me just for that. Uh, so, and, and, you know, because that also caused a lot of trouble for my, my grandparents and my, you know, everybody else. I said, well, she's okay. Grandma, here, you know, I can't, but you know what I mean. So thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, let's get on to the show. All right, so it's uh, trending Twitter Tuesday here, and it's Friday at about uh, nearly 9 p.m., and I'm afraid my Twitter app, they just say fire. We got a couple of unique circumstances around this episode tonight. Last time we used Canada, and I'm having trouble figuring out how to change it here. Oh, here we go. Yeah, let's see. Okay, so I got, I think my phone's about to die. I'm going to take a screen. I think I already took a screenshot. I had to pause it. Uh, but we a couple of unique circumstances behind tonight's show. Uh, we'll see if I can give process them all and set it up. So we, have a, we had a guest scheduled. And it was someone that requested to be on the show, which is always a little bit of a... Uh, he said, well, geez, I don't know if I could just start taking guests on, right? But this was uh, related to another podcast that I like. And originally, it was Bernie the Butterfly was scheduled to come as, this, like, a, what do you call those guys on K Street? Like a representative, a spokesperson. And I went back and forth with these these persons and these uh, lobbyists. And he said, no, you get, Bernie was just on. He can't, can't be back on. Two, it's you know, I'm not, no, and then of course I backed down, and but then ended up burning was double booked because uh, there's something going on with the hippopotamuses and some others. So I think he's going on, I don't know what country it's in, but you know, he's he's on a hippopotamus based grievance tour, hippopotamus grievance, grievance tour. I think that might have been one of Spalding Gray's shows, too, which is strange. But so Bernie's not, wasn't scheduled to come on. So then this other person was scheduled. They said, well, we'll, well, they'll come on to represent themselves. And I said, okay, now I have been lucky as I've, you know, the podcast. And they talk about this beginner's mind or this, you know, learning mindset, whatever. And I really have found myself in some wonderful positions to learn some things about, uh, the world I wasn't exposed to through this podcast. One is like interviews and from working with Allison B and slash CN, like I learned about this thing called the pre-interview. I would have never really known about it. Maybe I'd heard about it, uh, but that's where before you get interviewed or it gets recorded, you know, a producer calls you because they work on two of shows that I was lucky enough to be a guest on. And they say they ask you some questions, kind of feel it out. Okay, is this going to, we, we think you're worth interviewing or that you'd be a good guest. And then they kind of pre-interview you, you know, to prep you. I didn't realize that at the time. It took me, uh, like, because, you know, I try to go numb inside, you know. So I was learning. I said, oh, if I pay attention to this pre-interview, I'll be a better guest, too. I didn't I didn't realize that until too late now. But, um, 
you know, it's like a, it's just get things started, you know, you start to prep the thing. So with this guest, lo and behold, I said, well, let's do a pre-interview. Because uh, usually, you know, Bernie just comes. I figured, okay, this person will come on like Bernie. They'll be able to hold the mic, you know, not physically, but, you know, they'll just come in and monologue about their grievances with this particular person. And But there was also some context around it. Wow, this is dense trying to get through this. But, it, it you know, lulling, soothing tones. Uh, but so... The pre-interview did not go well, and it became apparent to me very quickly that I might have to become an interviewer because they said, this. I don't know if this person could be on the mic. They're, they're not here yet, so they can't hear any of this. And I think they realized. I said, okay, well, okay, great. And I said, well, the way we're going to do it, you know, then I changed, you know, in the middle of the pre-interview, I said, okay, this is not going to. And they said, that's kind of more work for old scoots, but. Uh, the show must go on. And then the also, so the second thing is, so this is kind of related to the Sawbones podcast. And ideally, I'll watch my language because I don't know if Justin or Sydney, the wonderful McElroy family, but ideally Charlie. I don't know if Charlie, she, probably the, the McElroys will listen before Charlie. But uh, this was also going to be like this thing for Charlie's birthday, whenever that is, which I haven't looked up yet. Sorry. Char- Happy birthday, Charlie. So good that it's your birthday, or that I missed it. Oh, uh, happy birthday to you, even though this is like 22 minutes into the show or 25 minutes, but happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Uh, but yeah, Charlie, you know, don't you can just stop listening now because I, I can't sing. I don't really can't sing during the podcast. It wakes people up. So uh, gaga, goo goo, papa, poo poo. Your papa poo-poo. Uh, but so originally it was like, oh, they had talked about this book about spleens. And then maybe that it would be like there was all these books. But it ended up that book I couldn't get the rights to. And even downloading it, it was like $250. I think the book they were talking about, uh, Sydney and Justin. Now, Dr. McElroy and Justin, they were having... Uh, they were kind of having this debate on the show about the usefulness of the spleen. Now, I'm not weighing in here on either side, uh, but, but I'll tell you what, who wasn't happy about it was the spleen. So that's who had gotten in touch with me was the spleen. And I said, okay, well, we could do this could still work as a podcast episode. That's why I did the pre-interview. Because they said, well, I could always go to this spleen book or the spleen could read from the spleen book. Because uh, that'll work, you know. That probably that would make an episode probably. Uh, but then one couldn't get the spleen book without, you know, total violation of copyright law. Uh, two spleen. Wait, we who? Well, one second. Okay, hello. Let me see. Luckily, I have someone helping me. Koa. Hopefully, she won't. She Koa's like, you know, she's not a vegetarian, but. You know, sentient spleens go won't bother. A simple spleen spoke person, a spleen spokesperson. But this is an embodiment of all spleens, I believe. So this is a big deal. And I actually, I forgot. I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't record the uh, pre-interview and I didn't take notes except just like, you know, that is this not going well. And he actually wrote that down. I just drew my pen back and forth. So, yeah, so I'm going to have to, I guess I'm going to pause it here, maybe. 
But I'm not finished totally setting things up. So I guess I'll set things up. Then I'll bring this spleen on. Okay, one second of spleen saying. So that means probably that's not an acceptable title. Uh, I probably should have got all that done in the pre-interview. I'll need it. Maybe there's a Maybe I should have emailed slash CN or Allison or somebody and said, hey, could you walk me through that pre-interview? Uh, so what I, what's going to happen is I'm going to interview the spleen. Because uh, the spleen, I guess, wants to, I don't know. I said, are you going to talk back like this? Is You're from nature. Are you trying to talk back? But I get the general sense that the spleen, I don't want to front load this interview or bias anyone towards the spleen, against the spleen. But remember, this is a person speaking on behalf, it's not a person, I guess. Uh, this is a spleen, and this is for Charlie, you know, I, ideally I won't lose my temper or my imagination and do anything, say anything. But so the spleen's going to come on, the spleen's, we're going we're to talk, we're gonna, it's going to be an interview. The spleen, ideally, I think, hold on, let me look and see, because I think they're getting a water, which is weird. Uh, the spleen kind of thinks this is going to be like a Bernie episode where the spleen comes on and kind of, you know, says, lays down a lot of Justin uh, that about the, how good the spleen is. And then, in, you know, both their defenses, it's a great podcast, Sawbones podcast. And then I think the spleen was probably going to land a Dr. Sidney McElroy about, you know, not doing the spleen right, like, and letting, so, but I don't think it's going to be like that. So don't worry, Charlie. Your lovely parents will not be uh, spleened on my watch at all. They're, you know, is it, is, where's the, yeah, what's that stuff called? The gall, whatever they, oh, bile. I remember they were talking about bile. Uh, there won't be any bile spilled today. So, uh, stay tuned. We're gonna, I guess, huh, how do you mic up a spleen? Jeez, really need a, uh, no, I just, I'm, I'm being as professional as I can, right? We learn by learning, or I learn by screw, screwing up, and it's like, how how slimy is a spleen? But I'm sure if it's out walking in the world, they, pull, they had me send a car for them, so it's already cost me $8, which isn't too bad, and a bottle of water. Which I guess maybe the spleen probably, I better keep an eye on it because Co is alone with the spleen. You know, what could possibly go wrong? So I'll be back. I'll be back with the a spleen. Not sure if it's a spleen or the spleen. Uh, so thanks for, we'll, we'll just see how this goes. How's that sound? Okay. Hey, everybody, it's Scoots here. Uh, believe it or not, this, uh, getting set up with this, this, this spleen character has not been pleasant. I apologize for, I don't think any of the technical difficulties came through. Uh, it was, it's definitely going to be our most expensive episode because I didn't realize they needed a, uh, like a hose hook. It was very complicated, but it shouldn't sound like as complicated as it was. And again, I don't say this is an embodiment, but anyway, I want to welcome our guest. It's, uh, is it the, sp the spleen? Uh, spleen, sir. I'm, I'm the spleen, sir. Uh, just spleen. Okay, so just spleen. Welcome, just spleen. Oh, well, this, this spleen didn't get that joke. Welcome, spleen. So, we got the spleen here, and I guess I'm going to be doing an interview, which I don't, don't really do. 
And he says, it took so long to get set up. I hope, you know, because I said, geez, I don't know if I want to sit here while the spleen does a character assassination or in a disembodied debate with Justin McElroy. Uh, so I was like, man, what else could we do? Uh, but do you have any, do you have like an opening, did you have like a statement or anything? Because I said, it would be, you know, if you were going to, if you were going to, you know, since you don't have Bernie the Butterfly, I think this is better handled, not, un- you know, unargumentatively. Okay, that's fine. Okay, man, maybe you do. Yeah, you thought you were full of bile, so I thought you'd be uh, more um, energized since I'm not good at interviews. Uh, but why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? I'm, I'm, I'm a spleen. I'm a representative of the entire community of spleens, which is an organ in, in bodies of living creatures, an essential organ uh, that affects the quality of life. And without me, you may, you know, life's better with a spleen. Okay, so you don't work, you haven't had any media, you're like me, you haven't had any media training, right? Um, I I may, I I was chosen from all the spleens of the world to, well, I'm the only uh, humanoid spleen. And uh, so I was the only, but they did not give me media training. Okay, great. So this is, should go really good. Because they said, you know, because I, I was going to look up this book. This was supposed to be for Charlie. Could you do, do, do you have, do spleens ever have trouble falling asleep as young spleens? Um, I mean, we work all the time. Okay, but since you're a humanoid spleen, which I don't get at all, uh, but I also do get because one, uh, you know, a humanoid eyes a lot of things, and you know, you're here in the studio with me. Uh, but ideally, Charlie, you know, will never be exposed to this podcast. But do you, are you hum- familiar with the human tradition of a bedtime story? Um, maybe you could give me an example. Yeah, but I'm supposed to be interviewing you, and this is already not an interview. And I, I had one idea for the interview and then I thought we'd do a lightning round but first we gotta okay well just could you give me an example of a bedtime story I'm sure I could adjust okay so like a bedtime story would be if you since you never sleep but if it is a humanoid spleen you must sleep so you understand the functioning of because you you walk and talk don't you gotta get just I'm just trying to work with you here yeah, but it's not, we're not really, we're working, I don't think we're working against each other. This could be good for the podcast, but it's not fun for me. Well, what would you want me to do, to, to be sarcastic or uh, more volatile? Okay, no. Okay, so here would be a bedtime story. Can I call you Spleeny? Um, I, maybe. Okay, Spleeny. It sounds pretty good, Spleeny. Okay, go go ahead with the bedtime story. Okay, so once upon a time, there was a uh, a spleen uh, that uh, loved rainbows, and the spleen that loved rainbows' name was Billie Jean, and she she was the nicest spleen, and she was also the spleen she's the spleen that loved rainbows. Uh, d- d- do you get it now? Uh, no. 
Okay, so but one day, uh, all the rainbows of the world started to disappear. And Billie Jean thought she had lost her power to find rainbows, so she was sad. So she called her mom, uh, which wouldn't make sense except this is a story. She said, Mother, um, I can't find any rainbows. And her mother said, Well, how hard are you looking, dear? And she said, Well, I'm the greatest rainbow uh, spotter in the history of spleens, Mother. So... I think I would have spotted the rainbows if there was any to spot. And her mother said, this sounds like uh, a question for the great gallbladder at the top of the mountains. So why don't you journey there and ask the great gallbladder about this? Okay, do you get it now? Uh, not quite. Oh, boy. I, uh, this might be the first podcast where I lose. Well, okay. Oh boy, how did I get into this? Okay, so she 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 had it out. Uh, she was also the most, you know, the only spleen that I know of that had a bright outlook and had an ability to, to act of her own accord or, or take up action suggested by others uh, instead of just sit, sit, sitting around passively and, you know, and, and, you know, doing mysterious jobs for the body. But anyway, okay, so maybe I feel... So she she said, okay, Mother, I'll head out and find the Great Gallbladder. And she started her journey across... You now, she lived deep in the country of this land we call the Abdamanda uh, land. And she headed across there, and, you know, she, she traveled past, and she said hello to some of the other or, you know, pituitary stuff. Uh, she said hello to the Bendix and the, uh, uh, she, you know, she, she met, uh, we have a small intestine and some of the other organs, there's kidneys in there and liver. And she was to search for the gallbladder, which I think sits, sits in the great stomach mountain somewhere, maybe, or maybe on the spleen, who knows, but because she had never traveled before, she had always lived in her own town. Okay, do you see what I did there? Uh, you got confused. No, but but see how then you recover and you just kind of and you, 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 can you tell where I'm going? Um, I keep going. Okay, I'm gonna try to breathe here. Okay, a couple more breaths and I should be able to restart the story, Spleen. I don't even know if calling you spleen, it would cheer me up. Okay, so she she had she had never traveled before, so of course these questions were going to crop up. But she had a outlook, and people asked her where she what she was doing. She said, "I'm in search of rainbows." And finally, she reached the uh, the the trail that headed up to Great Stomach Mountain. And at the end there was a grouchy, uh, lumpy, non-positive uh, creature called the. Uh, Nelplus. And Nelplus said, uh, what are you doing? She said, I'm in search of rainbows. And this is how Nelplus talks. Why are you in search of rainbows? And she said, well, rainbows are beautiful and they remind us of beauty and color and all that's wonderful about the world, a mystery, like the mystery of the spleen. And this Nelplus said, I don't care about... Uh, 
mystery or rainbows, and neither should you. You should go back home and do your job and not worry about all those things. And she said, well, maybe you're right. Do you think I should just go home and be a spleen and, and just sit there and just kind of do stuff? And then, you know, be good for a couple podcasts, one good podcast episode with a doctor and a comedian, and then another one that's like a little bit of a train wreck. Uh, but, but, you know, what, what, she said, maybe that, maybe you're right. Like, so maybe I should just do that. And uh, uh, she, she, she said, do you mind if I sit next to you for a little while and think on this? And Nelpa said, no, you should just go straight home. And give up on your rainbow quest. And right at that moment, she she said, "No, I think I'll sit down and, and think it over." And then she sat there with her hand on it. And that's just just a young spleen girl. And she had her chin on her hand. Billy Jean was her name, if you recall. And she had her hand on her chin, and she thought about it. She said, "Oh, well, I wonder if I should give up on the rainbows." And then she started to think about all the rainbows she had seen just as a spleen, you know, which is pretty amazing if you sit and think about it as a spleen or thinking about a spleen, thinking about it, seeing rainbows, you know, it's pretty amazing. And she said, you know what, Nelpis, I'm not going to let your uh, sour, bile attitude uh, drain me down. You know, I'm going to go on a quest up the mountain and, and find out from the great gallbladder uh, you know, where, where, where she goes, I don't know, I'm going to go talk to the gallbladder and d- decide from there. And Nelba said, that's fine, good luck. And she, right as she was about to ha- head out up the mountain, the thunder cracked and the mountain shook and then there was a cave in and the path was blocked forever and it seemed impossible to pass. And she sighed, and she she even cried a little bit because uh, she had thought she, uh, you know, made the right choice, and now her choice was blocked, her path was blocked. And Nelba said, "See, I told you so." And so then she said, "Huh, I'll have to find another way up the mountain." Okay, Spleeny, do 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 you get it now? Can you take? Can you tell a bedtime story? Like, do you get where I'm going? Um. You know, uh, you could you could keep going. You know, this is you like this is you know. I, every once in a while, I like to have a break from the podcast. That's why I have guests on. And I I, feel, I thought you could carry your own, but then maybe I'm enabling you. Uh, but this episode, you know, it's got to get done. Okay, so she she was uh, Billy Jean sat at the bottom of the mountain. Her path blocked the great gallbladder at the top of the mountain, the wisest of all according to her mother. And she said, all right, Nelpis, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm going to circle the mountain. And Billy Jean set off on a quest around the Great Stomach Mountain, looking for another way up, but there could be none. And so she, uh, she circled the mountain again, and she still couldn't find a way up. And then she circled the mountain again, and she still couldn't find a path. She tried a few, but she would slide back down. Uh, this part is the part where people fall asleep. 
Uh, no, this is the part where I just do trying to uh, hopefully something clicks, but you know, because I have to persist and do this because you know, I got gall on my face pretty much, or whatever it's called. But bile, I've been biled. So she, 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 she sat again, and Nelpis was still there. And then, then old Billy Jean thought to herself, huh. Something strange about all this. And she said, I remember the tales my mother would spin me as a young, you know, as a splint, you know, as they called you know, little spleens back then in days of yore. And she said to Nelpis, Nelpis, reveal yourself. And then another crack of thunder came and Nelpis revealed itself as a great consumer of rainbows. Uh, the most famous uh, anti-bile, they called it. And uh, the keeper of the Marconium. And uh, immediately a strange vortex opened up. That uh, What did I say the name of the character was? Uh, Nelpis. You know, the, the, see, why you got to look at me like that, Splaney? I'm trying to get this story going. I'm not, I'm just, I'm just interested in this part, actually. Okay, so this was the great consumer of rainbows. Uh, Nelpis, I guess, probably was the name, but she had just not realized it. Maybe it was uh, Quartro Grotto, I think it was actually Quartro Grotto. And Quartro Grotto grew to ten times the size with its anti-bile and its merconium vortex. It is said, uh, I have consumed all the rainbows of the world, uh, Billie Jean, and they are mine, and you will never see another rainbow again. And I have tested you to see, uh, for I know you are a lover of all rainbows, and I know you will not quit. You will keep coming till you defeat me. So uh, I think we should have a battle now. And B Billy Jean said, okay, uh, well, um, why don't we play hide-and-seek? Because I'm not really, you know, I don't have any vortices or, you know, I'm not much on consumption. It should be a fair fight, don't you think? And the great, you know, Nalpus or whatever, the consumer of rainbows and, uh, mag you know, magnetic distributor of negative energy as a guest, you know, on the mountainside. And then, but the thing was that uh, Nelpis said, well, I've never played hide-and-seek before. I've never had any friends to play with. And Bill, Billie Jean said, well, what if I go get some more people? We should get some more people to play with, but there's no one around. And she said, it's so fun. And there's even this version, this odd podcaster came up with called Count de Mosca. It's a, it's a version of... Uh, I didn't seek, but more you pretend you you count the flies. Oh, we need some people, maybe some rain rainbows, or have you consumed anything other than rainbows? And Nelpa said only rainbows. And she said, well, why don't you let the rainbows out, a couple of them, maybe five, uh, from your great belly, and then we could play hide and seek. We'll play count the mosca. And then you can consume all of us, and we'll call it, you know, unless unless somehow I win. But she said, you're probably so wise and brave. 
Uh, that you'll defeat all of us, and that will even prove your dominance and help us, consumer of rainbows, and and help us laugh to laugh, and then spit out five rainbows of varying sizes and, you know, personalities. And uh, then Billie Jean said, everyone gather around. And she said to the rainbows, do you all know how to play hide-and-seek? And they said, we do, we do. And she said, excellent, we're going to play a game of hide-and-seek here. And this is an Elpis, a consumer of rainbows, but also future. So we're going to play a version called Count to Mosk. And she explained the rules, which are complicated. And they don't make a whole lot of sense, which further confused Nelpis. And she said, you know, since Nelpis is new, I'll be, why don't one of the rainbows, one of the rainbows, you be it. And count to like 150, just to give it, since it's Nelpis's first try. You know, we'll, we'll, and then she said, okay. So, and if you haven't played hide and seek before, Spleeny, have you played hide and seek? No, this is so interesting. Okay, so you, someone counts and then you hide somewhere where, you, you know, we can't cheat. It has to be somewhere where the person could find you. And then they come find you. And if they find you, you're it. And then you have to find people. So the one rainbow, I think his name was Gary. Gary the Rainbow started counting, and then the other rainbows, they went and hid right away. Very good at hiding because they're, you know, they're so bandy, you know, they can, they're, they're very, they're good at cramming themselves. But Nelpis was like, well, where shall we hide? Where shall we hide? Nelpis had never had friends before, so this was very exciting to Nelpis. Okay, do you get what I'm doing now, explaining you with the story? No, it doesn't seem to be going anywhere. Okay, so um, uh, everyone was hidden, but the, and the counter was counting down. But it was still a very high number. You know, it was like 138, 137. And Nelpis is like, well, where should we hide? And uh, Billy Jean said, well, at the top of the mountain, there's this awesome cave up there. That's why I was going up there. I didn't really want to talk to that lame old gallbladder. I wanted to, to live in the gallbladder's cave. Uh, I think they call it Rainbow Cave because there's a waterfall inside of it. So I really wasn't going to tell you this, Nelpis, but I was planning on stealing the Rainbow Cave for myself. Uh, and I think that'd be the best place to hide. But we'd have to clear off this. And then Nelpis started consuming all the rocks that were in the blocked path of the mountain. You know, much like a biomechanical process, maybe. I don't know how all that works with gallbladder stuff, but... And clearing the path up the mountain, and as they got up to the mountain... Now, uh, Bill, Billy, Billy Jean had also whispered stuff to the rainbows. And as they got up to the mountain, they got up to the cave, and standing at the entrance of the cave was the great gallbladder, who, who was not intimidating, an older... An organ that you say, I don't even know what one of those would look like, you know. But I would bet not pretty, and that's how old gallbladder looked. And creeping up behind uh, Billy Jean were the other rainbows. And they got to the top, and Nelpa said, Great gallbladder, we're here to hide in your cave. You got to hide us. We're about to be found. And the great gallbladder said, go right inside, Nelpis, and hide in the hair for, for you know. Uh, and then the, Nelpis went inside. But it was it was actually a bile duct. 
And so then Nelpus went in the bile duct, was in a cave, and Nelpus was, I guess, eventually uh, hit forever, Nelpus did, in the bile duct until some sort of biomechanical stuff happened. And also rainbows, like shot rainbow stuff to, 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 make it, to make it. And then Billie Jean became the queen of the rainbows and the master of Rainbow Mountain, as it became known, hence therefore, because rainbows no longer had to be worried about being consumed. And soon the land was flush with rain again. That was another part of the story I missed. But And the, the, the earthy land was, you know, growing fresh with whatever the end. Okay, Spleeny, do you understand the bedtime story? I think I do. So do you think you could tell a bedtime story now? Okay. This is called uh, Bling Ring Elena Back to Damon. It's a bedtime story about a bear named Elena who went, went on a journey across the land and up a mountain away from her owner, Damon. Okay, can you think of a, a slightly different story? Now, you might ask yourself, where was Elena going? And she, she would tell you she was going on a second date in Italy with Sean, which, of course, made Damon feel terrible. Uh, it made him say, vore cancellare, as the Italian teddy bears are known to say. And as they just tried to pursue one another, they realized it was a world Nutella day. And so then they all ate Nutella and had it together. And they said to themselves, Ariana Tours are the best. And then they all became friends because they were so happy. And then they said, Leo Sanini, you know, because they watched a bunch of Leo DiCaprio movies, which was nice. And then they said, well, what about Lucia? Why don't we name someone Lucia? And then they watched the 100 in the end. Uh, that was, no offense, but that was terrible. That was my first bedtime story. And yours was, no, mine was mine was uh, not terrible, but, I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to judge you, Spleeny. Okay, let's try a, another segment here. Okay, so let's try another segment since you had it, you and Justin McElroy don't seem to get along. And I see I'm going to have to carry the bulk of this interview. They, they, one of my favorite things that Justin does is they do a bunch of great podcasts that I'm sure a lot of people know about. But there's also this little YouTube show he does with Dwight called uh, Things I Bought at Sheets. And that's S-H-E-E-T-Z. Now, I didn't even know about Sheets till which year is this, 2015? 2016, right? So I guess maybe it was tw well, my, when my brother got married. I guess it was a year, year and a half ago. I became aware of sheets because we were driving uh, through Pennsylvania and we were trying to find some place to use the bathroom and eat. My brother said, "We well, the only place I stop is sheets," and he says the best. They have everything, and then some, and clean bathrooms. Uh, have you ever been on a road trip, Spleeny? Uh, no, I have not been on a road trip. Okay. Um, so maybe we'll play like uh, 
like we always just read you the titles of some episodes, things I bought as sheets, and you could say, uh, uh, like I could just see what you would think of it. Okay. Now this is not working either. Holy mackerel! I thought uh, bringing on a spleen would help the show. And is it so, so if I tell you elephant ears, do you know what an elephant ear is? Kind of like a do- big donut. Yeah, I don't eat donuts really. Okay. Um. Hmm. What about cookies and cream donut? I said don't eat donuts really. Uh. What about a pepper a West Virginia peppermint roll? I oh, know. What about like a pepperoni roll, like a hot cheese or West Virginia peppermint ro- pepperoni roll? I'm I'm not familiar with that. Okay. Um. Okay. So wh- why don't you take me in? The, okay. So that's not going to work, I guess. Wow. It's almost like you're being you're passively. I'm never. I'm I'm almost speechless. You're you're never almost speechless though. Okay. Maybe we'll try a guy. Like, what if I? Okay, could you, how's your imagination? Well, I can't believe I'm asking you this, because you, you probably could imagine what a donut would taste like. Maybe. Okay, well, maybe you could... Uh, okay, can you picture... Let's say, remember how that story I told had a cave at the beginning, at the top of it? And what if it was really a cave and not a bile duct? Okay, so close your eyes, and, and you're, you're in the cave, and tell me uh, what you see. Okay, I see a great trunk in front of me, the celiac trunk leading to the splenic artery and vein, mostly to the, the, the artery and the heptic portal vein. And there I see the spleen, you know, up against the diaphragm. And if we get a little closer, we'll be at the helium up against the wall of this cave. But if you step through it, you'll enter the cave and you'll see something so amazing you would not know unless you were a spleen. For you see bulb, you see red bulb and white bulb. And it may look to you just like something from a painting on one of your walls or fra- fractals as I know you you may have seen a long time ago uh, that you might see and you'd say, oh, those are fra- it's fractally or abstract, but there's nothing abstract about it. That is, you see many things that keep the flow going in and out Things called sinuses and then the capsule, you know, which capsule encapsulates it all like this cave. And you could definitely say this is a cave of wonder where so many necessary functions go on, but they still yet remain a mystery. And you'd say, wow, am I lucky to be here in this cave. So much flow so much energy, and so many nice neighbors, you know, like Mr. Kidney and Penny the Pancreas. 
And you might even say, hey, stomach, how are you? And then, uh, you know, I can do what you do, Mr. Podman, when I just say words as we travel through. And you can look at it in a microscopic flowing way, flowing with each thunderous pound of the heart in and then back out flowing through the systems and doing the jobs we need each has its part and each is the sum greater than its parts you know you could even say this cave is filled with a rainbow of colors Rainbow functions and rainbow things. And you might not know or understand it all. Or even be able to appreciate it and know that it's pretty great. And say, why not keep it, you know? Keep us around. We've started a program. We're not the most exciting spleens, you know. But we have started a campaign in reaction uh, spleens love people. That's what I was supposed to come on here and talk about, but I'd forgotten. We think people are number one, us spleens. And we say, hey, keep us around because we love you. We say keep people around. Extinction. You know, we say nay to extinction and yay to humans because we love humans so our top five things on earth are human beings, human doings, human stuff, human human monuments of human greatness. You know, we live to serve you, humans. It's a dream come true for us, really. Oh, really? Wait, Spleen, are you being sarcastic or serious? Oh, so serious. Well, we and we need you and you need us, you know. And we want to remind you that. Just say, well, you know, we, we should work together, you know, as a team. That's what I think. I think is Spleeny and Humany, Spleeny and Andy, Spleeny and Charlie. Spleeny and Sydney, Spleeny and Justini, all of us spleens, we love all of you. I wrote this just for you, people. Ode to a human that I serve all the time. It is my pleasure, and if pleasure is a crime, I can only say it's a dream to serve you so. All day long, choring away something you don't appreciate it, I'll know. But I bite my tongue, for I have none to bite, human being, human being. I love you like the night. That never falls for me, for I work all the time. But I know while you rest, you know, it's not time for me to pine. It's time for me to do your bidding in the stuff that I do. Oh, what a joy. Each day, not anew, for it never ends a cycle that I serve human human folks. 
being a spleen unappreciated is little task for us to, to pull on the yoke. Oh, humans, thank you for the hunter. Tusk spleens, you're number one. Don't think of us as an optional. You know, we're around for extra fun. And we appreciate you more than the other organs do. You know, because we could leave. You know, as they've proven to do. But we, we want you to want us because you really need us, yo. My name is Spleeny and it's my honor, but now I must go. Okay, so that was Spleeny. I think Spleeny put Spleeny to sleep, which is, I guess, a humanoid Spleen might be able to sleep. So thanks for listening, and uh, wow, that was an interesting episode. First interview, I guess. With a, I mean, I guess I've tried to do some other interviews. I never thought I'd say, wow, I really miss Bernie the... Sorry, Spleen, Spleeny. I, was, I never thought I missed Bernie the Butterfly. But I'll be... I, 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 I'm going to buy some Gatorade now and beg for Bernie's forgiveness. All right, let's do some thank yous. Good night. All right, I want to thank... Uh, I'm from Twitter. I want to thank Kathy for talking... Uh, talking about where where I was an infinite jest, but I don't want to wake Kathy up too too late probably. Uh, but yeah, the the chapter that we were talking about cracks me up. Uh, thanks for the recommendation as well. I want to thank uh, Luke, uh, and you know wish Luke the best on his. Maybe Luke will be the first. Well, there might already be pro cat Catan players, but maybe Luke will be the first pr- professional Catan player. Took him out of the sleep with me. You know, I got my start, so thanks, Luke. Couldn't come up with a joke there, but I want to thank Lori. I want to thank Jax High, who's a new listener who just tested out the podcast and liked it. Thank you. Babs, be like Babs, thank you. I want to thank Nug and Illusionoid Podcast for their constant support. Uh, Billy, who... Uh, he even falls asleep when he talks to other boring people now. That's good. I don't know if that is great, but I want to thank Matthew and his bride-to-be, Nev Campbell. Congratulations. Wake up. Don't wake up, but you know what I mean. Uh, Cape, Cape, Cape Cat, thank you. Congrats. Oh, you don't have, I'll sign your DSVM 5 or 4, you know, I prefer. They say, geez, what, what, what do they do with DSM, DSV? You know, do they sweep that under the rug three? I mean, talk about someone. They say, geez, I don't know my Vatican's either, but I probably say, what is the DSMV? Is that like Vatican uh, two? And I say, okay. They probably just get excommunicated, but, you know, go for it. Um, anyway, bad. Oh, boy. Uh, Sheila, thank you. Uh uh, L, uh, thank you, long-time listener, giving a shout-out. Uh, losing my humanity is a new listener. Hey, what's up? Thanks for trying out the podcast. Lori B., thank you. Mary Beth, thank you. I want to thank uh, Philip, uh, Andy Philip, or whatever the kid we found, they found is. And Tim Hortons, of course, uh, who was joking that they purchased the podcast. Uh, if they keep expanding, maybe they, I don't know if we, we'll see if we, we, we could come up with some brand alignment, me and Tim Hortons. Uh, more like sheets, you know. 
I think that's an upcoming episode. Well, that might be the... This actually the, it was the episode that just came out. The one that I'm doing the thank yous for was the one with the sheet. So that's brand that's brand alignment. So I, yeah, just because we're on that, I want to thank uh, uh, the McElroys, Charlie, Justin, and Sydney. Uh, footed hooves or hooves, it behooves me to thank you. So thank you, Beth W. Thank you, uh, Villa Arena. Thank you. M-E-G, thank you for that lovely write-up and uh, just for being so nice. Uh, Jennifer L.C., thank you, and happy speed blump to you. T, thank you. Jonathan M., thank you. Sounds like an earful, thank you. Ariel C., thank you. Uh, That was funny. Uh, Thank you so much, Ariel, and thanks for recommending the podcast. Hannah B., thank you so much. Uh, Jill R to the R to the M, thank you. Uh, Tati C, thank you. Glamour Radio, thank you. Uh, Joey Joey L, thank you. Hayden, thank you. T, thank you so much. Matt P, thank you so much. Rainya, Rainya, thank you so much. Steph B, thank you. Bam G, thank you and good night. Anarchy, F Anarchy, thank you and good night. Geeky Girl, thank you and good night. Will F, thank you and good night. Uh, Candace I, thank you and good night. Uh, over on Facebook, I want to thank Trish T, Evelyn H, Nug, Thank you, and all good night, Lori K. Thank you, and good night, Julie R., Lori S., Elizabeth L., Caroline S., thank you, and good night, Dan H., thank you, Amanda R., thank you, and good night, Carrie with a C to the K., thank you, and good night, Alexandra, thank you, and good night, uh, Grandma Mary, Grandpa Ed, thank you and good night for introducing me to New York-based uh, New Yorker and New York Times. Uh, Julie F., thank you. Gail, hope you like the podcast. Susan S., thank you. Penny R., thank you and good night. Joel D., thank you and good night. Ingrid T., thank you and good night. Lisa K., thank you and good night. Jess, Je- uh, Jess Je- <laughs> Jeff S., thank you and good night. Sarah B, Mazel Tov to you. Uh, Heather W, thank you and good night. Karen L, thank you and good night. Vesna, thank you on behalf of me and Bernie. Uh, Billy V, thank you and good night. Rachel N, thank you and good night. Uh, Lisa K, thank you and good night. Uh, Cheryl L, thank you and good night. Babs, thank you and good night. Anya, thank you and good night. Uh, Laura, thank you and good night. Julie G, thank you and good night. Uh, Brittany DB, thank you and good night. Julie C, thank you and good night. Uh, Jennifer C, thank you and good night. Allie H, thank you and good night. Uh, Melissa DB, thank you and good night. Julia R, thank you and good night. Uh, Dean, thank you and good night. Simone, thank you and good night. Leah, thank you and good night. Kimberly, thank you and good night. Matthew, thank you and good night. Uh, Summer, thank you and good night. Linfield, thank you and good night. Scott, uh, thank you and good night. Jill, happy birthday and good night. 
I guess uh, hopefully the, you won't hear this. Maybe I'll say at the top. Uh, Lydia, thank you and good night. Robin, thank you and good night. Gustavo, thank you and good night. Chris, thank you and good night. Uh, Mary, thank you and good night. Uh, Leah, Leah, thank you and good night. Kalina, thank you and good night. Claire, thank you and good night. Bug, thank you and good night. Brendan, thank you and good night. Mario, thank you and good night. Robin, thank you and good night. Tara and Tara, good night, thank you. Jody, thank you and good night. Mary, thank you and good night. Raymond, thank you and good night. Gary, thank you and good night. Uh, Jesse and Janice, thank you and good night. Amanda, thank you and good night. Megan, thank you and good night. And I think that's it for right now. Thanks and good night.